What's up, everybody? Welcome to the No Really Podcast. It's your boy, Andy Franklin. All right, look. So uh, my guest today is Ryan Irwin. Uh, he's a comedian uh, from Utah, and he now lives in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, he recently uh, released a dry bar special. Uh, his dry bar special is up and like downloadable or whatever the case may be. And I think he's working on an album. And uh, we just chatted up about him working with uh, Whitney Cummings recently and, uh, you know, comedy and stuff. We give some advice and we just chatted up. We chatted up a lot. Uh, so just full warning. We did we did it over Zoom. So the audio is not like the best audio, but uh, it is what it is. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've, I've debated back and forth because, like, I still claim being a Utah comedian mm-hmm. because, on one hand, it's so unique. There are yeah. not a lot of touring Utah comics. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, there's also not a lot of North Carolina comics that are, like, yeah. out there hustling. So it's like, eh, I will a Southerner in Utah, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of... That's funny because I've heard of both scenes, you know, like yeah, I well, like you. The Utah scene is fantastic. I'm yeah. so glad I got my start there. Well, dry um, bar. I heard it from yeah, dry. Bar. I, I have yeah. a dry bar. Special. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, I, I saw your dry bar special. You know, I saw your dry bar special after we met at the at Fort Worth. And then I think I like I, I don't know if I found you on Instagram like immediately. Usually I follow someone like immediately because I'm I'm a crazy person. Oh, thank and, you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm a false. And then I think somehow it popped up. And I was like, oh, that guy's got a dry bar special. Oh, cool, yeah, cool, cool. I have the app. It I have was, the Jabbar app, and so yeah, I'm, I'm a nerd. So. <laughs> I still look frequently. I have a lot of friends on there. Um, yeah. But like the Wise Guys Comedy Club in Utah is like when I started, everyone's like, "It's the best open mic in the country," and I was like, mm. "You're just saying that because we're here." Yeah. And having gone across the country, the Wise Guys open mic is the best open mic in the country. Two really? to three hundred paying customers come to the open mic. To the open mic. Yes, every Wednesday night it is a the room seats like three seventy five. It's packed every <laughs> Wednesday, and you get three minutes. And it used to have to wait in line, so you could guarantee a spot mm-hmm. every week. If you yeah, showed up early enough, and now it's an email lottery. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 but I knew very quickly when I was good and when I wasn't. Because if you were good, you felt like a god. Yeah, it was three like, two hundred people at an open mic, paying, 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 paying people. So they're yeah. And then, uh, huh. but when you bomb, ooh, that's, <laughs> when you bomb at a bar show when there's three people, you're like, yeah, was yeah. I ever yeah. going to be good here? Yeah. No. no yeah, but yeah, when yeah, you yeah. bomb with two, like, out of 200 people, not one person thought I was funny. <laughs> okay. Wow. I should just quit. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's very, like, <laughs> a, a wide swing of things. Um, that's, but it was yeah. the best place to get started for me um like people out of town are always in like disbelief they're like what i was like yeah like the open mic here is better than most like bar shows like where's wise guys is it in so there's three there's now four locations there's one in downtown salt lake that's where they have the open mic then there's one out in the suburbs um called jordan landing okay and then there's one in a smaller town called ogden i think Um, that's that's the one i may have heard i have a friend from colorado that does wise guys a lot and maybe i don't know which one he does what's his name uh his his last name is Fagan. I'm friends with his brother. 
JD Fagan? Yeah, JD Fagan. Yeah. Yeah, JD's yeah. one of my best. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're so, like, uh, we're, we're social media friends. Me and yeah. his brother, we've oh, okay. known each other from our, his older brother, Clayton. We've known each other since we were like kids. Like, uh, yeah, no, like, JD is yeah. so nice. Yeah. He's so great. Him and I were back row buddies. We had like a section where me, him, oh. and two other comics, the four of us would sit together. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, have fun, but uh, yeah. but then there's the, they just opened up the, the Wise Guys Las Vegas. It's in the Arts District. Oh, um, nice! There's a lot of Wise so, Guys. Yeah, and so Keith, the guy who owns uh, Wise Guys, he also uh, like runs Dry Bar now. He used to mm. be the booker, and now okay. he runs it. And yeah. so, like, I, since I was doing stuff at Wise Guys, I just went and asked him. Was like, "Hey, Keith, yeah. what's it, what's it going to take for me to get a Dry Bar special?" He's like, <laughs> "You're ready. Let's sign you up right now." And I was like, Bro. "Really." I got my driver special. I filmed it 14 months into comedy. No way. Like, I got booked at my one year mark. I that... just want to ask him. Well, because I was like, I'm working towards the goal. I was like, Keith, like, mm-hmm. what would it take? And he was like, you're ready. And I was like, you're like, I, I, I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, like, next year. Like, when can I do it next? Well, that's what I thought he was going to say. I thought he was going to be like, all right, let's work on this stuff. But I had been working weekends regularly at the club. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. I, at that point, I had already, um, Hosted for some pretty big names, and then that that same month that he booked me for Dry Bar, I I was the host for Fortune Feimster, who was just nice. a gem to work with. Yeah, but then uh, yeah, like he just was like, yeah, you're ready. He's like, because I I only do clean from the yeah. start, from the get go. I've only done clean. Okay, and okay. So he knew that I like I had no risky jokes, basically. Right. right. I do have a joke on my Dry Bar special that I'm like, mm, in hindsight, should not have done, but. <laughs> um, I was like, at the time, I did my 20 best minutes, right? Right, right, right. So, uh, your dry bar you know, is yours an hour or 30? Nope, just a 20 minute. It's they tw- reduced them that year. Okay. From 45 okay. minutes to 20 to 25 minutes. Gotcha. And so that's why he was like, yeah, I was thinking I needed 45. So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, next year, let's go. But he's like, no. And I was like, I had, I had headlined, um, the Ogden room already. So I'd, I'd ran a 50 minute uh, set already. Okay. And so he's like, I know you can do 20. He's like, my wife saw you do your whole 50 minutes and said you were fantastic. I was like, okay, great. Great. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. I was like, people talk about like hard work in this industry and I, it, you have to have it, <laughs> but you have to be lucky. Like they're like, Oh, it's I a had, mixture. It's I a mixture. No business. Yeah. I had no business recording a, a, a dry bar special when i did yeah if i was not based out of salt lake well because if mean, i was out of denver but you I, crushed I, it I, I did you or not did you or did you not crush it though i did i did great. so you deserve I, yeah then you deserve it but but when you say 14 <laughs> months into comedy you're like oh yeah like, I, yeah like yeah, yeah. I, I get that there's a huge amount of luck in this industry because i've met people who've been like i've been working 25 years mm. grinding hard and i was all like, the time and you uh i make more money than <laughs> like, it's like hey. what like, do you not like the only thing like i i know i'm very lucky mm-hmm. and i try not to like i don't know gloat or try to like rub it in other people's faces i'm very aware i'm like i i probably honestly probably didn't deserve it but i did well and i'm glad i got it and i'm yeah. very thankful that i got it but luck was a, like to me starting yeah. in salt lake was like the reason why i'm doing well did you uh and i guess i have like a two-part question but i don't forget the other part so as far as like the dry bar part um and and, and congratulations by the way i know i guess i'm late but i mean it's i really like i, <laughs> I like the dry bar specials i, I haven't obviously I haven't seen them all uh yeah. and watching comedy is, yeah yeah it's <laughs> many and it's it's you know it's hard to watch comedy like sometimes i'll yeah. be like "Ooh, i'm gonna go see a comic 
And then I'll be like, no, nah, 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 I got a spot tomorrow. I'm going <laughs> to, yeah, <laughs> you no, know, I, but <laughs> well, especially for me, like I'll watch live comedy. No problem. Mm-hmm. I struggle to watch clips of people's comedy because mm. I'm like, it's so oversaturated. Like when my friend yeah. Jasmine Ellis, who's from yeah, Texas, from Dallas, she, her driver special yeah. came out. I was about I was to like, say, oh, yeah, I've known all of that. I've known Jasmine my whole comedy life. Like we, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I know her forever. I love I Jasmine. Her. Yeah. Um, but like I met her the weekend she was filming her dry bar special because I had just filmed mine like the week before mm. and I was at a live show supporting one of my good friends. Yeah. And they did a guest spot there. She's here in town filming her dry bar special. And I was like, I must talk what? to her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so her and I chatted, became instant friends. When I went out to LA last year, her and I went out to dinner. Like she's just so sweet. And that's awesome. the thing I've learned about comedy is like so many people are just like the nicest people. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I and some people aren't. Going. Some people can yeah. be oh, yeah. sociopaths, yeah. but. <laughs> Yeah, but Some people for the most eat. part, everyone I've met has just been super genuine and kind. Um, there was something that I was leading to, and I brought up Jasmine. Oh, watching comedy, mm. but like very like when the new Netflix stand-ups came out, I was like, okay, I want to watch some of these, but I'm gonna have to like space it out. Oh, like, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. TV so is hard. Many... It's hard to watch stuff like like you clips and and that's what I meant is like. I will go see a show if someone comes. Like, I, like one of my favorite comics is Kyle Kinane. I purposely did not book that weekend that he was coming so uh, I could go watch and, you know, and yeah. learn. I, I, well, I told myself, I was like, I'm going to go learn. No, I want to go fan out and watch. <laughs> like, Absolutely. you know, like, but yeah, internet and like the stand ups, like, I've had that bookmarked for so long. Like, <laughs> I haven't yeah, even I've watched, watched <laughs> two of the six. I've watched two of the six. I, I know one. I need to work through it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I watched one at two in the morning the other day. <laughs> uh and then fell asleep yeah that's, and that's usually i mean you know that's yeah. that's our life i get home at what 11 12 at the earliest and then uh, i'm that's my time to watch tv now and to start drinking and to <laughs> um but my question to you is okay so you're you're in utah right and no, in, well, well then, i mean at I'm the time at the time okay yeah, yeah. yeah and you said you ran your hour uh you headlined and ran your hour at wise guys or, or another club before yeah, the, is yeah, I, yeah so okay do you so at 14 you said 14 months let's say 13 let's say a year right you're a year in and you have an hour had you traveled out and tried all those jokes you had just been doing comedy in your town and you were like i have a freaking hour already how easy because i in my head like and it just could be like my handicap right how easy was was it for you to even know you had that hour knowing that you because you're only doing like right before you run that hour right you're doing what 20s 15s on the regular right and then you go from 20s 15s maybe 30s featuring on the reg and then boom an hour how did you how were you how comfortable were you with like oh i can do an hour without traveling and doing an hour over and over? does that make sense yeah 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 no i totally um I was a theater teacher before I. Oh, really? Me too. So well, not job, theater. I was Art. a middle school theater teacher. So I went to college. I got a theater degree. Yeah. Um, I One of the many gifts that I have is I have a pretty good knack of time management. Awesome. Um, okay. As a teacher in the classroom, I have to know, okay, this activity lasts this long. Mm-hmm. I need to be prepared in case it runs short. What's the other activity? I have a pretty good gauge of how time passes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. from being a teacher, which super, super lended itself in stand-up that I could go, <laughs> yeah. okay, I've run these bits enough. And I know because the wise guys open mic, you get three minutes. So I know if I string five 
my last five open mics together, that's a 15 minute set. So then in theory to run 45 minutes, I need nine. No, no, I need five. I need 15. Yeah. (laughs) weeks of jokes because i made a goal that every wednesday i was running a new three minutes really every week i was never going to revise a joke till i had hit six months that's awesome i didn't Um, know i was interviewing superman today but (laughs) 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 i i'm such a storyteller i Mm -hmm. and i knew i had long stories right that i had to try and distill down to three minutes and what i actually try to do is i tried to focus between two and two and a half minutes um on on like stories or whatever yeah because i always knew that i once i got it punchy enough i could flush it out and make it longer if i needed to right right. so my goal was every week i was coming with a new set so what i would do is i perform on wednesday do a three minute set starting on thursday i would write like crazy and think of different things either go see shows on the weekend or just like live my life and then on monday night there was an there were three different open mics you could hit up or actually there was four, but one of them gave you 10 minutes, which was (laughs) interesting. I sat through a lot of terrible, (laughs) like you think a three minute set of someone bombing is hard. Someone doing 10 minutes. Who's unaware that they're bombing. (laughs) I'm quitting comedy. Like like, some of my friends that I had just met and I was like, you're like, this is why we die young. Like we, We are not okay. This is what we do in our free time. Okay. 10 minutes Um, bombing at a bar show, bar open mic, that nobody wants to hear comedy in the first place, right? That whole place is like, ugh. But the great (laughs) thing about that is there were usually 10 to 15 comics there, plus a handful of people, plus staff workers. So there's like Mm. 25, 30 people there, whatever. Yeah. If you did well, you felt very comfortable. So my barometer was I'm going to throw 10 minutes. I would just write stories jokes yeah. one-liners da, 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 and just i have a set list and i just throw it all out there mm-hmm. whatever seems to get the biggest pop i then take on tuesday mm. revise and right, whittle yeah. down to two to three minutes yeah and or there were two other mics on uh monday that you could but that like they, that were nearby each other so you could hit one and then go straight to the other mm-hmm. and so i when i would do that option is i would go okay i wrote six minutes this weekend so I'm yeah three minutes here three minutes right here and then either whichever one's best or a mix of the two i take to the wednesday opening gotcha, so gotcha, i was gotcha, always gotcha. building towards wednesday so i always i need deadlines because if i'm just given time i get nothing done right so um, i would yeah. always go wednesday afternoon i have to have a tight three and then i would spend that whole week working and revising retooling and going to the open mic and so after a few months People that had like worked weekends there were coming up to me, like even like a month or two in. They're like, dude, you're really funny. I was like, thank you. Yeah. And they're like, dude, you should be doing shows. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for paying crowds yet. But then a couple people started booking <laughs> me on like bar shows where like, hey, run 10 minutes. And I was like, okay, what were my three best open mics? I'm going to bundle those together. Bundle those together. Nice. Yeah. And then I just started doing 10, 15 minute sets and felt very confident. And then what I would do is I, once I started working weekends, I'd get guest spots for five to seven minutes. And then he would have me host shows where I'd be doing 10, 12, 15. And what I decided to do was for three weekends in a row, I was going to do a different 10 to 15, totally mm. different joke to see, do I even have 45 minutes to bundle up? Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. And then the owner of the club had a Thursday opening randomly. It was like, Hey, do you want a headline next Thursday? And I was like, uh, at that point I'd never run over 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, can I co-headline? Like, yeah. So I asked one of my good friends. So we, we, so that we would each run 30 
And I felt way more comfortable doing that. And that 30 was just like crisp and solid. And I was so happy with it. And that's when he's like, hey, do you want to work this big weekend? Like I got to host for Cristela Alonzo when she came through. Yeah, another and Texas con. Man. Yeah. That's a lot of love. <laughs> that's a lot of yeah. Um, she moved, she moved out to LA like before I even started. So yeah. Never really I don't really know her as well. She's but. in there a hot minute. She's doing great. She was supposed to record her new Netflix special, but then got COVID the day before. Oh. So she's she's re-recording it next month, and I'm super hopeful because she's a yeah. comic that not only do I genuinely like watching, but like yeah. as a human being, like her and I in the green room, like at the end of the weekend, she's like, Ryan, I'm going to be honest. I didn't listen to one second of your stand-up. I said, you're not <laughs> but you are hilarious to talk to, and I adore you. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best. Like, yeah. Um, and we've stayed in contact over the years. Like when she did her uh, book tour, I went and saw one of her shows, and we were chit-chatting after. And yeah. So she's super great. But uh, I was, I hit that 30, and I felt super comfortable with that 30. But that whole time for the past six months, every Wednesday I was writing three new minutes. Mm, yeah. Now, not everything was good, and yeah, but I was yeah, constantly, and it wasn't just like, oh, three minutes that I thought of. It was three minutes that I had edited, revised, performed, tweaked, repeat the process. And that keep I had going. Taken to that. And there were a lot of things where I'm like, I like that. I guess I'm not ready for it. And then I just like shelved it. And like <clears> a year later, I came back to it because I'd saved all my notes. I had saved every audio recording I'd yeah. ever done. And so there were times where like one week it's so like, hard I'm to listen to your sets. Jokes. I'm going to go back and listen to everything I did. Yeah. Do you, you still listen to your sets? It's so hard. It's yeah, so hard no, for me. It's but, when, when I was working towards my album. Yeah. I, w- I had to really retool a lot of my stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. What? Uh, um, okay. No, you're, but then that's kind of like when I, when I, uh, when he had me booked for a headliner spot, I was like, yeah, I can comfortably do that. I know I did 30. I didn't even do X, Y, and Z. Plus yeah. I've written new stuff plus crowd work. I was like, yeah, I'm good. Um, and, uh, I was, uh, very happy with the outcome. And then, uh, you know, over the next, cause I've been doing comedy for a little over three and a half years now. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Really? Only three and a half yeah. years. Really? Yeah. Interesting yeah. dude. Well, Hey, Dude, you have made some headway in three and a half years. Really? I would have never yeah, no, thought. Like, like, I would have definitely had you in a decade. Like, Oh, no, like, no, no. Yeah, uh, you're, yeah two, dude. Um, two weeks ago or last weekend? Wow, it was last weekend already. Last weekend, I, I was back in Utah. Uh, Whitney Cummings asked me to open for her at King's Yeah, Hall. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, about the yeah. Whitney Cummings stuff. Yeah. So uh, that was the same weekend that three years earlier, I got my first weekend spot at the clubs. Awesome. And it was so weird that three years ago, I was doing a five-minute guest spot. I thought I was the king of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A giant theater show <laughs> with this A-list headliner yeah. who asked me personally. Like, it was just like... Yeah, that's like, enough to be like, well, sh- am I done? Like, am I done? Yeah, now? I was like, yeah. did I well, make it? Have I arrived? Well, guys, the book's coming out next week. I'm going to write the yeah. book. No. Uh, how many shows did you do at Whitney? Um, um, I just did one in Salt yeah. Lake, but later this month, I'm doing the Durham show with her. And the next month, I'm doing oh, Charlotte nice. and Charleston. Oh, awesome. So, awesome. She seems yeah. like an amazing headliner to work with, dude. She, she is so yeah. nice. I yeah. work and adore her. And uh I didn't know. I was super nervous the first time I met her because I was the host. It was just me and her that weekend. And she had just gotten over COVID. So she's like, I'm in this like COVID fog. So I was like trying <laughs> to be like super polite and professional and whatever. And I wasn't like truly myself. But then this last weekend when we were uh, just like hanging out in the green room and talking, she's like, you are so much more fun than I remember. And I was like, honestly, <laughs> I was terrified. I was like, I was so scared of like making a bad yeah, yeah, yeah. or, like doing something wrong. And uh she was just I'm like, terrified oh, of everybody. Oh, like, oh. 
What influenced your decision to move to Riley uh, as opposed to LA or, or New York, the obvious yeah, ones? And then, and then, you know. I am someone who it looks like I make rash decisions, mm-hmm. but everything is super methodical and well thought out. Yeah. Um, because I made a list of 25 cities okay. that I was going to move to. I was ready to leave Utah. I, I, I was raised Mormon. I, le- I went on a mission, left, came out as gay, did, like yeah. there for nine yeah. years. I was like, I'm ready to like spread my wings and fly away. Yeah. I just turned 30. And so I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And so um, I made a list of like 25 cities. And then I was just like, okay, I'm going to look into their comedy scene in every city. I'm going to look into the cost of living. I'm going to look into all these X, Y, and Z's of different things. Yeah. Um, and I immediately ruled out New York and LA. Really? Um, okay. Okay. Cost of living. Ugh, during yeah. the pandemic, <laughs> both places were mm. firmly shut down. Where Utah, we shut down for maybe two months. And then I was back performing live stand-up comedy May of 2020. Really? In-person paying shows. I headlined the first Sunday back. So it had basically only been shut down seven weeks. Seven the weeks. club reopened. I headlined with 100 people in the crowd <laughs> at the club. On a Sunday, yeah, and the, like, that was the opening weekend of the club, like, yeah, and the club never shut down again. But nice. New York and LA were constantly being shut down, put mm-hmm. restrictions on, da 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 da. And yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna spend my life savings moving to a place to then sit in my apartment and do Zoom shows. Like, I'm like, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not that, that. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't so make any sense Chicago at all. Chicago was at the top of my list because I wanted to do Second City. I would, I would love to do like sketch comedy or improv, mm-hmm. but. If I did that, I would have to give up stand up because the class schedules and like, it's hard. so like that just wasn't also because it's a suit. I looked at places that were super blue and I had to rule them out mm-hmm. because I knew they were going to follow <laughs> very strict restrictions. I'm a liberal so, person. I know, I, dude, I, I know, I know exactly what you mean. Or a red area. That's what happened I in Austin. To. That's exactly that's what happened in Austin. Cost Austin, Austin is one of those places where people started moving during the pandemic because Austin yeah, was no. like opening up, but everybody's liberal, but they were doing unliberal things. I guess yeah. when it comes to comedy, so, they were like, hey, I got to keep going. I got to keep doing it anyway. I, yeah. My, my final four cities were Chicago, even though I am Chicago. I, I was going to rule it out. Dallas. I was looking yeah. in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Come home, Ryan, just come home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone I met there was super nice. And it's just, a huge market. Home, Ryan. <laughs> Stroking my face. Um, but it's also major airport, direct flights to every city in the country yes. that I could travel. Like I like, and then I looked into Cincinnati. Okay. That was actually gonna be at the top of my list. Low cost of living. Within a six-hour drive, mm. you have 13 major markets between Indy, Indy. Detroit, Cleveland, Columbus, Louisville, uh, Chicago. Yeah. Um, hmm. uh, Nashville is within six hours. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, did I already say Columbus, uh, Milwaukee? Like, you start going through the list, and like, in a, within yeah. a driving radius, yeah. there's a lot of road work. And so I was looking at that, and then Raleigh. Um, my sister moved out here a few years ago. Uh-huh. Oh, okay and family's I always loved, good yeah i loved visiting her mm-hmm. the cost of living was on the higher side of things because it's a, a pretty well-educated area pretty it's somewhat affluent as compared to like cincinnati yeah but it's an hour 10 flight to new york yeah. um within a four-hour drive is um dc and charlotte and greensboro and charleston and all and the yeah and like on, at least on this like northern southern hemisphere like richmond wilmington and then if you expand it to six hours you hit atlanta and um a few other cities philly and philly. the north there's there's a there's a good driving radius i have mm-hmm. family 
cost of living um, and just like being on the East Coast proximity to things. Yeah. Also, was a small comedy scene. Yeah. Which I liked because there were two major clubs here, the Improv and Good Nights, which is part of the Helium brand. Mm. So I knew that I could potentially be working most weekends if it's a smaller scene and i know that i'm a legit comic yeah that i can go in and get a lot of work and i did for six straight weekends i was bouncing between the two clubs featuring really so i was able to pay all my bills for two months with just feature work. just feature work that's awesome yeah yeah so um it's ended up being a super great decision for me i don't know how long i wanted to say i said i was going to say at least a year maybe two I was considering relocating to New York, but with the new surge of things, I'm like, ah. Yeah, you don't, yeah. And New York is, I mean, New York is, it's never not going to be expensive. Like, that's the thing. It's never, and it's never like, I don't know a single person in New York that honestly can say, like, money's not an issue. You know, unless you just born extremely wealthy. But you gotta, uh, you gotta grind hard. comic friends up there are super poor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's also like I could then audition for TV shows, movies, or yeah. like. So there's that, but, and like being seen by like a lot of late night bookers and like Comedy Central and a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Most of them scout out like the seller yeah. and all go go to the nearby clubs to kind of see up and coming talent. Yeah, so there is that. Um, but ultimately, I looked at everything. I ruled out Chicago, and so it was Dallas, Cincinnati, and Raleigh. And uh, as much as I really liked the comedy scene in Dallas, I just couldn't bring myself to move to Texas. Um, <laughs> and even though I'm from well, a yeehaw, state, Ryan. <laughs> but I really liked that Raleigh was a purple state. I felt like there was a nice mix. It's always a swing state. Yeah. It's always so like the cities are pretty liberal. The outskirts are pretty conservative. They do intertwine. I do a lot of uh, rural bar. I don't a lot. I've done a couple of rural bar shows. Bar shows. It's been so much fun where there's yeah. like, more guns than people in the room. I live for that. <laughs> um, yeah, Texas. Once you leave our major cities, you you run into the issue. You know, you run into. I mean, I I haven't done too many things outside of the major cities, but. I have heard, I know I have a good friend that does a lot. He, he seems to like it, but he's in a lot of shows like in the small towns, you know, Tyler or like East, far East Texas. And he's like, yeah, I mean, it's dude, I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, they like comedy, but you, you know, I just don't like the, I don't like someone going, yeah, man, do that show, but you gotta be careful. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. What you, what? No, yeah. I'm good. And, then I'm, <laughs> and as yeah. much as like, I know, like, like, listen, not everyone has to like my comedy. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't like my comedy, which sounds bad. <laughs> um, what the? I am I a like very your comedy. <laughs> thank you, but I'm a pretty high energy performer. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm pretty like yeah. flamboyant and out there and expressive. Yeah. That's me. My favorite comedy to watch is super dry. I love mm. like and stuff that's so wild out there. Like when Maria Bamford came to town, I was yeah. like, I don't care that I'm not on the show. I'm sitting in the room like you with uh, Kyle Kinane. I was like, yeah, you sit in the room and in the back and just guffaw and laugh yeah, yeah, because she's yeah. so like out there and different yeah. and i love that love that stuff. yeah i love so, like, for too i i'm i i'm like not everyone has to like my comedy so i don't i don't care about that it's just that like i know like if i go out to like smaller places i'm like okay all right here we go like yeah. i've had a lot of corporate <laughs> work people have hired me for like, corporate work. Like, hey we saw you on driver we'd love to have you come out and i've I, seen like, that yeah and i go hey love to perform for you you do know that I'm gay. And they're like, oh, I have no idea. And I was like, so you didn't watch my stand. 
and it's not that my act yeah. is overtly gay and I talk about like hooking up on Grindr and da, da, da. Right, it's just right, that right, like right. I'm being asked to perform at churches. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. They just see me on drive and like, and like, oh, he's a clean comedian, which I am. Yeah. I only do clean. I'm squeaky clean. I don't swear. I don't use innuendos. I don't do any of this stuff. I don't talk about like drugs or alcohol. Like I don't even like here's the line. I say as far away from it as right, possible. Right. And that's that's the secret if anybody wants to know, really. I mean you but yeah. It's like they don't do their research, so I have to do it for them. Like yeah. I was actually reached out to to perform for a Mormon uh, gathering of young single adults in Atlanta. Like the guy reached out to me and like told me the pay, and I was like, "Hey, I would love to do this." He's like, "I know you're from Utah, so you this is a crowd that's pretty good for you." I was like, "Yeah, yeah. honestly, I would do well." Just a heads up, I'm a homosexual. Like, oh, I didn't know that. And I was like, okay, so you didn't do your research. That's kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I could do kinda that with, like, job interviews. Like, by the way, I'm black. I just want you guys to know. Yeah. At Redneck, and it's not that I'm, you know? like, like, waving a pride flag everywhere. I'm just like, hey. You got pride earrings. customer. Yeah. And your customer is not going to like this. <laughs> so I'm well, letting you know, if you want to book me, Great, I'll take the money and you can take the hit on credibility because yeah. I'm gonna get paid either way. I'm just letting you know. So I've learned uh I've learned a lot, especially at coming out of the South. I've also learned like I've done like small bar shows where I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, no one's gonna like me here. And then I crush and like there was this there were these two guys in like all camo sitting on the front, and I was like, Well, I'm their favorite comedian. <laughs> like, ironically, and like I'm talking at the end of the set, they stand up, hold hands behind them is a baby carriage. They're a gay couple with a what? child. <laughs> And I was like, oh, so I was their type. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude. Stuff like that will blow your mind, man. How about this? Let's get into like, let's see if we have time to do maybe two, two of these, two of these write-ins. So what I do is I'll have them. Most people will like email me these or whatever, but I've gotten a couple. I got one. This is crazy. Somebody sent me, uh, and I'm not calling you crazy. All right. If you're listening to this, she sent me like a question as a video on as a dm on instagram okay. <laughs> like a drunk yeah and she was like I, I, my friend told me about your podcast and you do advice <laughs> and i was like oh and she's like tell me this but <laughs> i think i have a better one uh so i tried to pick the ones that i feel like you would really like to hear a and then you'd be really good at i'm a 38 year old jazz musician that used to be nice <laughs> Every ever since I moved to New York City, I've become somewhat of a rude person. To be honest with you, my friends call me an asshole. My friends hate me, and I'm always alone. What should I do to get my friend group back? And I do mean my new friend group in New York City. Hmm. Well, <laughs> first of all, I used to be nice. I don't know if that sounds yeah. <laughs> arrogant or like... Were you ever aware? Yeah. So like there is self-aware. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. So how to get his new friend group back that he has now since alienated. (laughs) Yeah. But I think, I mean, if you, for instance, it sounds like he's trying to say that the jazz, like becoming a jazz musician in New York has made him an asshole. Is that what he's trying to say? Like, but ever since I moved to New York, I've become somewhat of a rude person. But you're a jazz musician. I don't know if that's a reflection on jazz music. I think he's trying to say it's the reflection of living in New York City. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I think he's getting at. (laughs) So 
Listen, as someone who's never lost friends because I'm perfect, I'm not the greatest. Uh, no, I, I, I'm going to give him the same advice that I would give my middle school students if they were to ask me how to win back a friend. Yeah. Own your mistakes. Yes. And don't repeat them. That's it. That's like it. that's all people want. People want someone who's consistent. Like yeah. that's why my best friends are my best friends, but they're best friends for different reasons. Right. One of my right. friends, we call each other the C word and the B <laughs> word. And that's, and like, and, but that's our consistency. That's mm-hmm. our normal. Mm-hmm. And then another one, she'll literally call me up. Cause I'm a huge survivor, super fan. Yeah. And she'll be like, Oh my gosh, Ryan, I just watched this last season. Um, what is your opinion on this? And I was like, okay, we'll talk da, 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 da. Yeah. But like, we have that baseline. Cause the other one's like, I don't care about survivor and that's fine. And we don't talk about it. But like <laughs> people want consistency. Also yeah. people want you to admit when you're wrong. People want, I think people want like, people need a rude friend, right? Like you need that one person that's going to come down and be, ah, oh, you know what Johnny's like, you know, you don't think we need a rude boy? You know, we don't think we need a rude boy. I mean, it depends on your friend. (laughs) Some sass too. And maybe I'm the one rude one if I'm not, (laughs) if I'm not able to acknowledge one. I complain Um, a lot. I'm not going to lie. I've been told I complain about everything. My friends are always like, dude, you, we didn't invite you because we know you're going to say it sucks. We know you're going to want to sit inside. We know you're not going to like the beer. I'm like, dude, well, hey, but I'm also the life of the party. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. come on down. Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, I think uh, openly acknowledging your faults, because mm-hmm. that's something that is hard for people to do. But because it's so hard, people will acknowledge the sacrifice that it takes. So right, if, you're, right. if you've kicked your friend group off, um, it, like I think I, I love the TV show The Good Place. So when uh, Eleanor Shellstrop, have you seen it? Have mm-hmm, you seen mm-hmm. this? So when Eleanor Shellstrop would go drinking with her friends, right. she would always find a way to circumvent the rules so that she wouldn't be the driver. She would always just go drinking. Right. And she lost her friends because she wouldn't own up to that fact. Mm-hmm. I think Eleanor would have been, well, then she would have been a good person and she wouldn't have been <laughs> um, But uh, if she would have just owned her flaws and been like, yeah, you know what? I do want to drink it. I am sorry. And then yeah. resolve to, yeah. and they go, I will be the driver this time. Yeah. I think people just like, I think admitting your flaws and then working towards being better. I think those two things, I think if your friends demand anything more, they're not your friends. But, yeah. I think they yeah. just want an apology and they want, if they really liked you, they'll want you. They want you yeah. They want you around to play your jazz music or whatever the case may yeah. be, you know? But I mean, okay. that, that cliche that everybody's rude in New York City is like, it's it's, it's not, not true. true. It is not. I mean, now, yeah. Maybe if I lived there, I would be a little different and a little jaded. You can be a little jaded, I tough. Might, I think people might just be jaded because they yeah. came there to chase a dream, and maybe they had to consolidate their dream or give up on their dream, or they're trapped <laughs> there because they can't afford to leave. And so, yeah, yeah. maybe they're jaded. Maybe everybody they're wants to dance. Everybody. Yeah, but I I've met so many nice people in New York City mm. that I just know a universal fact is not is not a thing. No. I don't like generalities. I mean, I don't know too many people from New York that have, you know, born and raised, never left, but I know a couple and they seem to be a little, little, little hardened, a little bit more yeah. hardened than like the average person. To, when you grow up in that yeah. sort of environment, you got to mm-hmm. put up a little bit of a shell. Yeah. But you got to be tough. You got to be Wu Tang. Their... got to go Wu Tang on everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I'm from a small little Mormon Utah town. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, everyone's oh, yeah. fine. <laughs> I'm from a small town too. I'm from Arkansas. 
So okay, yeah, yeah. Everyone, and it's funny because like even that, like that small town charm in the oh, hospital, gossiping. dude. Hell no, not oh, everybody's gossiping. nice. I've no, seen people get shot. <laughs> you know, no, no, we, like, in, in in my hometown is we are nice to your face, and we're like, oh, and then we turn around, and it's like, mm-hmm. I'm their their mom's heart must be broken. <laughs> mm. And like, <laughs> why even try? Know. Why are yeah. they even trying? Yeah. <laughs> I heard he left to be a comedian. Mm-hmm. How's that working out for him? Yeah. Well, you yeah. know. <laughs> but I mean, overall, I think there's goodness in everybody. So I would say if this person, if I was the columnist, dear Abby, I would say own your flaws, resolve yeah. to do better. And that's all you can do. That's all you can do. Just, yeah. Thanks. There you go. Uh, and for some reason, they typed in their name as LA or th- LA 38 dude. So 38 dude. I hope you, I hope you take the advice. All right. All right. You want to do another, do another run? Go for it. Let's come on. I love giving um, advice. Oh, here's a good one. Here's a good one because I think it, especially both of us being from small towns, I think this kind of resonates. Laura 79 today. I watched my neighbor run a red light and I proceeded to honk my horn, lower my window and give him my middle finger. He's also my kid's soccer coach. What should I do going forward? <laughs> Keep it up. Wow. That's what I think. Keep it up, Laura. Yeah. yeah honestly, I have <laughs> zero tolerance for bad drivers. <laughs> I I Me will too. flip you the bird. Dude. Like I no, Dude. I I am not about that stuff. I like if people are illegally trying to merge, I don't let them. Like Dude. in the middle of a road, if there is a <laughs> fault line and Wait, a dotted line, should... it is a turn out lane, not a turn in lane. <laughs> so if you turn in and then park your car waiting mm-hmm. to merge, wrong. Yeah. It's not how you drive. It's a turn out lane, not a turn in lane. <laughs> win. I was like, learn the laws, learn the rules. Learn the laws, asshole. Do you have, do you have like, and there's a solid line down the middle of the road and someone has to turn left on it and stops and holds up traffic because it's a two lane road. Mm -hmm. I honk my horn. I was like, I'm a honk. I honk too. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I'm an internal road rager sometimes. Like I'll hold it in and then like 10 minutes later, like let it out. Like, you know, like, because I don't want to, sometimes I don't want to have that like conflict where you honk at somebody and then y'all pull up to the same light and shit. Because I'm afraid oh, of getting I my ass kicked. I'm just. Oh, <laughs> I own that. I was like, yeah, you may have a gun, but I'm going to step out of this car. And if we fight, I'm six foot five and I'm a trained boxer. So you will lose. But are you really a trained boxer? I went to a boxing gym for over a year. Holy shit. Um, you are tall. I remember you are tall. I'm six five. Yeah. And I have a six, seven wingspan. So one jab right Jesus to the Christ. face. You're gone. You won't even reach my chest. You're done. Lights out. You know, so, they say the cleanest comics are the most violent. I've heard that sometimes. It's true. Like I am ready to like snap someone's head off at any moment. But otherwise I'm just like, oh, isn't this great? We're just friends. And if just, someone yeah. says the wrong thing, they're murdered. Beat you. And so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I got rage I mean, problems. I'm not gonna lie. When I say trained boxer, I trained <laughs> at a boxing gym. I did not train to hey, fight. Hey, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You <laughs> trained in a no trained boxer. Okay. Yeah, I worked I out with that. four times a week with a boxing yeah. coach. We did bad work. We did sparring work, but yeah. I never actually entered the ring to do an actual fight. Doesn't matter because I bruise like yeah. a peach, and I can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> My face will get all bruised. And I was like, no, 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 no. I have a career to think about. Sure. Yeah. Get your hands off my face. Yeah. Did you- but no, if I'm ready. I'm ready to fight. I, people, I think, will underestimate me because I'm, I feel like most of the time when I'm in conversation with people, I come across slightly effeminate. 
Everyone can clearly tell I'm gay. Um, <laughs> usually my body language, I like I put my hand on my head side to side or whatever. But like, so people can Whip tell, and I, think they, I think people misunderestimate being like, I could take this. I was like, yeah, you're going to get your ass whooped by a wannabe drag queen. <laughs> Just, I don't, dude. It's funny. Like huh, you said, you're thirty. Yeah. As as you get, because I'm I'm forty, but I remember even at thirty, being like, like I don't, want, I'm not out looking for fights, but I'm like, I don't care. Always like, fine, fine. We can go. I've got so much rage <laughs> that just needs to be unleashed. <laughs> that I'm like, yeah, no, like I will never go looking for a fight. If someone goes, you want to go? I was like, oh, fuck it, <laughs> fuck it. I don't, why is that? I don't even i think i, I haven't been think to therapy in two and a half years dude let's that's, go <laughs> yeah yeah i don't take shit from therapists either yeah. <laughs> so i don't know yeah, why yeah no if i were her she did the right thing yeah he broke flip. the law suffered the consequences. thank you very much yeah i have done it i'm bored with her ma'am i have shit on neighbors so many times i have thrown shit at my neighbor's doors i have beat on the oh, door yeah, that might be a <laughs> But, no, but only I, if they mess up, because I'm I consider myself a nice person. I'm tidy, right? And I and I, I don't I don't. It's weird. I don't consider myself a rule follower, but I will follow the rules. Like I will keep face. Dang. You know what I'm saying? If they say don't put your your uh, trash bag out in the hallway of the of the apartment complex or whatever the case, is, I don't do yeah. it. I don't do it. Yeah, I wouldn't say like people at my work when I was a teacher. I would always be like, what are they going to do? Fire me? Because I'd do mm. whatever I want. <laughs> but I mean, I obeyed all like the major rules, like you know, don't steal money, don't touch a kid. Like I did all yeah, the important yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like when it came down to other things, like what are they going to do? Fire me? Fire me? Like, yeah. In the classroom and attended, I was like, I have a full bladder. I'm going to the bathroom. And they're, Ryan, but you got to get someone to cover your class. I'm like, then what's going to happen to their class? No, my kids yeah. will be fine for three minutes while yeah, I go urinate. I have to pee. And so, I'm like, what are they going to do? Fire me? Come on. <laughs> Um, that was my mantra for six years at my last school. I was like, what are they going to do? Fire me? Yeah. And then one day I did get fired. Um, <laughs> it was on accident though. They accidentally um, the fired you? Had the, well, cause I sent in my resignation letter saying this is going to be my last year and uh, it processed it as immediately instead of oh. in June 3rd. So I was fired. My badge didn't work. My email was gone. They couldn't find me in the system. Holy and shit. so I was like, well, do I get to go home then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But then they hired me that same day. They went through all the <laughs> process of getting me rehired. So then the threat was like, Ryan, what are you going to do? I'm like, what are you going to do? Fire me? Like, Ryan, we did. I was like, yeah. And you immediately rehired yeah, me. You love Who me. Who has the upper hand? <laughs> I do. Uh, <laughs> you're enabling me more. Do you teach uh, anymore? I don't do you. You, no, you know, I thought teaching. about it. I worked at Target for two months and I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. Um, I, right now, I don't have a day job. I just do comedy. Yeah. Right now, I'm dog sitting my sister's house because they're at Walt Disney World. So oh. my sister's dog got left behind. But the so. teaching, teaching with comedy, because I know a few comics that either were a teachers or are teachers. Because you get that break, right, to do comedy. You get every summer off. You get yeah. every weekend yeah. off. You get every holiday off. So if you're strategic about your road work, you only have to take a few Fridays off. The problem is, is you can't work on new material just because, like, you the the time that it takes to invest into teaching in the early mornings compared to the mm. late night mics and just yeah. the balance of everything. I did it for three years and it just was a lot. Yeah. And I was ready to step away. I love teaching. I would love to go back someday, but once I've been like successful in this career, or if I fail at this career, great. Cause then I can go back with advice being like, Hey, it's so much harder yeah. than you think, but yeah. I'm here to help you and coach you every it step of the way. Um, Ryan, it's been a pleasure. 
talking to you, you man. Like, sorry, we're running out of time. And I, and I wanted, good. I didn't want to end on, I want you to end with you plugging anything, any shows, any, Thanks. uh, your social media, anything like that you want to throw in yes. there? Yeah. So my name is Ryan Irwin, R-Y-A-N-E-R-W-I-N. On Instagram and TikTok, I'm at Rye Irwin. Uh, one of my TikTok videos, I think, just crossed the threshold for one hundred top 100 most liked under the Ooh, hashtag stand-up comedy. That is sick. Um, yeah. It has like over 1 million views, so I'm really happy about that. And then on Twitter, which I'm bad at, is at Ryan Irwin Comedy. Um, and then on Facebook, it's the same thing. I have a couple of uh, headlining show dates coming up. Uh, my album I'm currently editing right now. Um, oh, nice. And then I'm gone tour with Whitney Cummings. And I've been uh, I've been throwing my name in the casting pool for Survivor for many years. And hopefully <laughs> for many years to come. Not, uh, not many years to come. Hopefully they cast me. So if anyone out there who knows a CBS casting producer, please let them know that I'm very interested and very willing. <laughs> That's it. You camp and hike and stuff? Um, mildly. Mostly I'm a conniving whore. And yeah, I can't Ryan, what if you seven. die on the show? Hold on. No, they wouldn't let you die. There's too many people around. <laughs> I don't know, man. The way this world's changing, that's like a thing that's like the first <laughs> somebody might die. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. No, I, I I think I'd be okay. <laughs> well, Ryan, it's been a pleasure talking to you, man. I uh hope we Thank run you. into each other sometime yes. out there on, on the road or something like You're that. Man. North Carolina? Yeah. Let hey, me know. You never know. You never know, man. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. Thanks Thank so much, too. man. All right, man. You have a good one. Have a good weekend. See ya. See ya.